there's this thing on my heel, okay, that I have convinced myself is cancer. My feet hurt. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to be really honest with you. My feet hurt. Listen, I don't care. I have no pride left. I have nothing else to talk about. (sighs) My feet hurt. My feet hurt. It's time for the bitter spills. Dan Class. So, you can probably tell uh, by my voice that, uh, yeah, I'm you know dealing with some kind of bronchitis or bronchial uh, attack, some sort of something is is happening. Basically, you know, here's the thing. I don't know. You would think out of the dozen people that listen to this show, and it might even well, I might, honestly we might be up to like thirteen, maybe fourteen. Of the 14 people who listen to these uh, little recordings, you think at least one of you over the years, and it's been so damn long now, my God, we're coming up on six full years completed of this nonsense. It's really time to stop. Um, you think one of you would have mentioned, hey, you know, Dan, um, here's a great way for you to not lose your voice twice a year. And then you could have laid on me some sort of therapeutic something that... um that I could drink or do or not do or not drink or something. You know, I don't know what it takes, obviously, because all I know is every, you know, twice a year we go through this little happy dance, especially in the springtime. I don't know if I mentioned this. When we went to Hawaii, um, at some point in the frenzy of leaving, I realized that my daughter and I never bought fish food for the vacation. See, if you have fish... At least the kind of fish that we have, these fancy goldfish, you can get seven day, let's say, fish food, which means you're going to be gone for seven days or whatever. So you put this thing in and it slowly dissolves and then feeds the fish while you're gone. And we forgot to do that. So I just said, well, don't worry, honey, I'll just give them a lot of food and then a bunch of it will probably sink to the bottom and then they'll be able to find it and they'll, they'll be fine. And then secretly I was going, please don't die, please don't die, please don't, please don't die, please don't die, please don't, please don't die. And we came home and none of them were dead. But then two days later, one of them was dead. And it was Princess Sparkle, of course. Now, the weird thing was, you know, when, when we came home from Hawaii, we were kind of braced for dead fish. And we said, well, you know, honey, when fish die, they float. So you go look and see if any of them are floating and then you'll know. And then na, 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 none of them were floating. We were very happy. They were swimming around and they were eating. They were doing okay. And then a couple of days later, Princess Sparkle was uh, dead. But Princess Sparkle didn't float, which I found quite disturbing. Princess Sparkle just kind of laid down on the bottom of the tank. Huh. So, my daughter, you know, she took it pretty well, actually. Obviously, I think you can assume from the name of the fish that that was my daughter's fish. She took it pretty well until I removed Princess Sparkle from the tank and uh, ushered her to the porcelain shrine 
And then, and then it became very upsetting. But we promised her that we would get a replacement of, for Princess Sparkle very soon, and uh, blah blah blah. And we discussed, uh, you know, this and that. And sure enough, a couple of days later, we went to the pet store. We got um, a new fish that uh, didn't look very much like Princess Sparkle. It actually, looks like the other fish that I don't even know the name of it. We've got three fish: Hudson's fish, Toulouse fish, and then uh, the other fish. And I think the other fish's name is. Um, Pearl or something? It's a white fish. Pearl? I don't know. You can tell I'm very emotionally attached to these fish. So we get a new fish, which is almost identical to Pearl, but has kind of a yellow head, and her name is Beautiful. So now Pearl and Beautiful are in there with Nigel, Hudson's fish. Hudson's fish, Nigel, named after uh, Nigel the puppet from uh, Arf. Well, so... Today I was uh, in the kids' room and I noticed that Nigel just had kind of a funny body language, shall we say. But he wasn't floating either. But he wasn't dead. He was he was kind of, you know, there and, and kind of not really swimming and not really eating, but maybe a little swim every once in a while, a little of the mouth every once in a while, but not much. And Nigel at some point, and I guess I just stopped paying attention, at some point he, he grew a gigantic cranium where he used to be goldfish-shaped, you know, kind of goldfish-shaped. And then he, he like he really grew because he was white and had yellow, uh, orange, excuse me, orange, 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 orange on top of his head. And the orange part became bulbous. And he started to look like the elephant man, basically. No, he looked identical to the, the elephant man if the elephant man had been a fancy goldfish. And his head just looked so swollen and hard and heavy. It was no wonder he was having trouble swimming. So I start to get really paranoid, and my and I'm and I say to Melissa, like, baby, I think Nigel's, uh, you know, whatever. She's like, well, you know, those fish have been around a long time, so yeah, it's it's not surprising. I'm like, really? Because I'm probably killing him somehow. And I'm like, no, the, those those fish don't owe us anything. I'm like, ah, okay. Well, I get it in my head that I gotta feed, I gotta uh, change the water in the tank because it's been a, you know, it's a little overdue. And we put chemicals in there, new filters, and we change a little bit of the water. And we have these other fish that clean all the algae and all this other jazz. But you know what? You got to change the water. And every once in a while, I like to do a nice, big, heroic water change. So I pull the fish out of there. And Nigel's still kind of with us. So I keep thinking, well, if I can change this water, if it's the water that's killing him, maybe he, he can be saved. Maybe Nigel will make it because he's really not looking good. So I take all the water out and all the rocks out and I take the rocks out in the backyard and they're in a bucket and I clean them, clean all the rocks. They're such pretty rocks. We didn't get those corny uh, colored ones, kind of. We got real actual rocks, which it never even dawned on me until we almost bought blue ones and then like, no, let's stick with the real ones. And then we stuck with the real ones and they look cool. So I cleaned all the rocks and I took out all the tchotchkes and I took out all the water. Cleaned the tank and put water back in and I'm so happy. I got the chemicals and the new filter insert and all that jazz. 
And Nigel's still kind of, he's still hanging in there. And I fill the tank all the way. And there's a little left over in the bowl, in the uh, bucket, little water in the bucket. And I'm really torn because the other fish are in this other big bowl. But they're in there with the, like, Coma Nigel. And Coma Nigel is really kind of seeming like a corpse. And, it, and, I, and I'm kind of in this weird position with Nigel. You know, Nigel, you aren't going to make it. But I don't want to kill you. Because that just doesn't seem right. But, buddy... You're creeping out the other fish. Okay, it's really close quarters in this bowl. And obviously everyone's just getting a little freaked out. Or I'm getting a little freaked out that the other fish are touching you. So I take Nigel out of the bowl. And I'm going to put him in the bucket. And you know how when you take out a fish, you know, with a net, you take him out of the water, they flap around and kind of like where's the water we're freaking out they kind of do that thing he didn't really do that I don't think he cared he was just like "Mm, I am not an animal you know that kind of thing it was just it was creepy so I put him in the bucket water which is fresh kind of clean water and he kind of right he kind of seemed happy he was in there kind of swimming around yeah it had a little life to him I'm like yeah Nigel's going to pull through, baby. Once I get everybody back in the tank, right, everything's going to be fine. So I leave the, I let the chemicals swirl around in there a little bit. You know, you got to let them do their thing. Got to let the water get kind of up to a little roomy temperature, you know. Oh, this is going to be great. And I'm going to put Nigel in there first. And he is going to christen this new tank, you know, and he's going to be fine. Even though he looks like John Merrick, he, right? He can he can hang out with the other fish, and I put him in the tank, and he just to the bottom, big swollen head first. Well, now I'm in another situation, and that is that is. What do you actually, what do you do, because apparently this has never happened before, as a parent, what do you do with the dead fish if the child is not home as you're discovering the dead fish, right? So let's say you have a dead fish, the fish was theoretically alive or live enough, unnoticed by the child when the child left, now the child is gone, the parent is home, the fish has now ceased to exist in the living sense, what do I do? Well, it seems kind of disgusting to keep a dead fish in a bucket to show your son, right? And yet, I i mean, I guess, well, no, I guess even if it was a mammal, like a beloved animal, do you, do you do that? Do you have a showing? I mean, the whole thing just seemed, but, I, but I've always been like that about the ceremonies of death. Like, I just never know what to do. So I really debated, like, should I get a jar and put him in a jar so Hudson can say goodbye? Does Hudson really care about Nigel on any level other than it's his, like, period? You know what I mean? 
Like, it's not his sister's. Like, is that really the extent of his emotional commitment to Nigel is that Nigel is not his sister's? Well, something about having Nigel in this bucket starts to bug me. So for a brief moment, I think I'm going to flush him. And then, and, and, and as I'm going to put him in the toilet, I get cold feet. And I really don't know what to do. So I, I'm going to, I, I decide, and this all happens so quickly. I decide I'm going to put him in the toilet, but I'm not going to flush the toilet. I'm going to put him in the toilet and then maybe I'll call Melissa and I'll say, baby, what, what's the protocol with the dead Nigel? You think Hudson wants to say goodbye? Does he care? What does he do? So that's my plan. My plan is I'm going to put him in the toilet and then I'm just not going to use that toilet for the rest of the day. And then just as I'm having that thought and then I'm having the thought of like, oh, wait, but today's Friday and T comes home. Tlu, his sister, comes home before he does. And is she, and then I'm going to have to keep her. And as I'm having all these thoughts, I'm pouring the bucket full of water with Nigel's body in it, into the toilet. And as it's going into the toilet, I start to remember how a toilet works. A toilet works by the water from the tank going into the bowl. And then the weight of the water from the bowl is what actually kind of does the second part of the flush. There's the part of the flush where the water goes from the tank to the bowl. But then that kind of pushes and and then goes out. So guess what? Nigel and all that water is heavy enough. The toilet flushes itself. So to speak. And now Nigel uh, is gone. Well, Nigel's gone and I kind of feel bad for Pearl because Pearl, if that is that fish's name, Pearl is in a, a newly clean tank, granted, with two fish gone and the stranger with the yellow head. But I assume a goldfish, no matter how fancy, doesn't have the brain, right, to recognize one fish from another, I'm hoping. Maybe that's what Nigel was growing, a brain. It looked like a brain, a big orange Nigel brain. Well, he's gone to a better place now. Where is he going? Where do, Where is Nigel going? I think, uh, Nigel, I think you're going to the El Segundo Water Reclamation Center down near the beach. You'll be near the beach. You'll be even closer to the beach, Nigel. Nigel, have a safe journey. I'm sure you'll see Princess Sparkle in fishy heaven. And if this track record is any indication, Pearl will be there in two weeks. All right, I think that's it for today. I got to tell you, <clears throat> I'm, uh, 
I, I, I got nothing else to say. And my throat is starting to hurt like heck. Yes, it's one of those days, folks. Next, Trust me, next week I won't complain about anything about my body, my ailments. So, um, I hope you're doing well. And class, this is Jim Elder. I was listening to your current episode of your podcast, and you are going on and on about whether your grill is a grill or a cooker or a uh, barbecue, to me, it's a grill. That's what you use it for, to grill. Uh, barbecue, to me, is stuff you put on your meat to give it flavor. Uh, so, yeah, barbecue, BBQ, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, but that's, that's just me. So, yeah, good day. Yeah, if you want to give me a call, three uh, uh three eights, right? Eight 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 three one five five seven five three. You could be on this uh, thing. Now it turns out, you know, my brother in law wrote on Facebook, I think it was, and said that the, the reason, as he, as far as he knows, my wife calls the barbecue a cooker, is because when they were kids, Weber, you know Weber, the uh, barbecue people, Weber, the cooker people, they made something called the Weber cooker, which apparently was a big item in their. Not that they necessarily had one, but it was a big item in their consciousness, being the Webbers. Now listen, if my name was Weber, I would have been very aware of the Weber cooker. And apparently ever since then, uh, it's been a cooker to my wife, at, at the very least. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Listen, be well, blow, you know, Yeah. All right, uh, tell me how to get my voice back, would you please? Thank you very much. All right, we'll talk soon. Bye. Well, that's it for this uh, free edition of The Bitter's Pill. If you want to hear the whole thing, uh, go to thebitterspill.com and sign up to be a premium uh, feed, uh, you know, subscriber. Clap your hands, everybody, and everybody just clap your hands. Clap your hands, everybody, and everybody just clap your hands. Clap your hands, everybody, and everybody just clap your hands.